Welcome to From the Field to the Fans podcast. I'm your host, Paul Livingood. Joining me, senior sports reporter, Matt Gervitz. Uh, it's football time, Texas State. They're back home again, three games in a row. Um, first of the three, New Mexico State. Uh, last meeting, Texas State won 37-29 in Las Cruces. Uh, they had a block punt in that game by Ter- uh, Terrence Franks that kind of was the turning point in the game. In the second half this year, they're 82.6% favorite by the Football Power Index on ESPN. So I will turn it over to Matt. You're new on the beat. You're covering this game. What, what's what's uh, what's the storyline this week? Well, the big thing is I don't know what the weather's going to look like. It almost looks like we might have a similar game to the South Alabama game. There's an 80% chance of rain. It says AM rain, so we'll see how long that goes for. But that can completely change the whole game plan. But the team has been preparing for it. Um, I talked to Schultz earlier this week, and he said that they're going to be working with some wet balls and wet jerseys in order to get ready. But, yeah, last year was a, was a pretty good game. It was probably closer than – it looked closer on the scoreboard than it was in person. Um, they scored one late to give them a seven or eight-point eight point deficit, but Texas State was pretty much winning that entire game. They kind of didn't really put them away like they should have in that game, but mm-hmm. they still came out with the win. Um, but it's going to be an interesting game. Texas State needs the win. I would say it's probably the biggest must-win of the season. Uh, definitely. They're 2-5, and five, so, I mean, they have to win all three of these games, in, in my opinion, to get the season back on track. Um, you mentioned the weather. Uh, do you have a weather report for this Saturday? Right now, it is saying there's an 80% chance of rain in the morning, and it's saying there's going to be winds from about 10 to 20 miles per hour. But at night, it says 10% chance. But we'll see how long those AM rain showers go on. Let's keep in mind, uh, this week, the game starts at 3 and not at 6, so the AM rains might have a little bit more of an impact this week than it would a normal week where they play in the evening. Um it is a turf field, so, I mean, you never know what will happen. Um, Texas State has thrived in rainy games so far this season. Uh, last game they played South Alabama, and it was absolutely pouring. I know you weren't covering football at that point. Um, it was me and Keith uh, back then. But I was at the game, and there was hardly any fans in the stands. It was completely pouring down cats and dogs. And Texas State just kept it simple and ran the ball. And Robert Lowe had his best game of the season, uh, 30 carries, 248 yards. I think he had two or three touchdowns. I can't remember exactly. Um, but Pretty sure that was a career high for him. It was a career high game for Robert Lowe. And, I mean, I would expect Texas State, if, it, if it's a wet game, to get back to that uh, basic run the, run the football and try to play defense and keep the, the other team out of the air. And so, I mean, I guess moving forward – um, New Mexico State, their defense is right on par with Texas State's defense, which is not a good thing. One of the lowest, yeah, 125th ranked in the nation. Not too good. But I talked to Schultz earlier this week, and he actually said that he's pretty impressed with their defense. He says they have a good energy level. They they work hard. They fly to the ball. They, it sounds like they work hard. They're just not that talented. So, they're dealing with what they got. They don't have the best defense out there, neither do the Bobcats. But it'll be interesting in a rainy game to see uh, how those defenses turn out. Have you looked into, like, what what is it about the, this defense that, they, that they're that they obviously not um, showing out in? 
Um, well, it's pretty much all all across the board. I mean, they average 561 yards given up per game, and then they're also last in scoring defense, averaging 49 points given up. At per West game. Texas State for a minute, but yeah, they're they're both going right at it. They they can't decide who wants to be last. But their rushing defense is not very good. Texas State is actually worse, but New Mexico State averages 288 yards given up. Texas State's at 293, both. 1-2 for the last spot in the Sun Belt. And then their pass defense is also pretty bad. They're 10th in the Sun Belt there as well at 272.5 per game and giving up the most passing touchdowns in the Sun Belt with 20. It's really all around. They're just not putting it up on, on the stats. But Texas State is right there with them. They're there you, both right there at the bottom. Exactly. So it could be a shootout this weekend. If I definitely like think that. so. Um, New Mexico State's one of those teams. They just got their first win last weekend. Um, in a game where they let up uh, forty, I think forty-eight or forty-seven points, um, but they scored fifty-five. I mean, the the team that scores more points wins the game. But they were down thirty to seven in that in that game and had to come back to win. So I mean, that was a uplifting win for the Aggies. They're going to try to ride that momentum into the game against the Bobcats. Um, for Texas State, they just played uh, Thursday night last week. Um, against the Georgia Southern Eagles, which is arguably one of, if not the best team in the Sun Belt, especially running the football. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Georgia Southern ran the ball on Texas State all game long. And, I mean, Texas State, don't they have – they have the worst rush defense in the entire Sun Belt, do they not? Um, let me check. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. At least they, at least statistically. Yeah, and it's a lot of that has to do with them just playing Georgia Southern. That They weren't the last one before they played them, and then Georgia Southern puts 500-something yeah, yeah. yards on them, and all of a sudden, bam, they're down at the bottom. Yes, last so, in rush defense in the conference. Like you said, expect a shootout. Um, both defenses are very suspect to, to breaking and not bending. Um, so it'll be a shootout, but it'll also be on the ground where they do a shootout because New Mexico State has a very, very good running back. Yeah, so Our, let's talk about Larry Rose. Yeah, Larry Rose is a beast. He, his potential is NFL. Like he has that type of, that type of resume going for him. He might have to really work hard to get there, but he's second in the conference in rushing yards, which is pretty impressive when you have Georgia Southern in the in the conference as well. He's second with 1,079 rushing yards, has 10 touchdowns. He's second in pretty much everything to Breida for Georgia Southern, who's just a monster. He's a monster. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Well, actually, Rose actually has more carries this year than Breida, but they. They really spread the ball around Georgia State. Georgia Southern does. I mean, Kevin Ellison, their other running back, is ninth in the conference in rushing yards. And I guess you can kind of see that with uh, Larry Rose. He's he's the workhorse back in that system, as opposed to Georgia Southern, where they kind of have a committee of about three running backs and the quarterback that all run the football. And so, I mean, while the overall offensive production for Georgia State is a lot better than New Mexico State um, individually. Uh, Larry Rose is is more suspect to get more yards um, than other running backs in that system, aside from Matt Breida, just because he's that ridiculously good. Yeah, and Larry Rose is also only a sophomore too, so he's gonna be doing this in the Sun Belt for a while. He's a young pup, so I mean, yeah, scary. Last year, he as a freshman, he had a, a thousand, he had over a thousand yards. Yeah, uh, so he probably break all the New Mexico State records. I'm not familiar with their records. I don't. I'm sure think if you that, start man. as a freshman as a running back, I'm sure by the time you're a senior, if you stay all four years, which I I assume. Yeah. Um, New Mexico State's not a program where they're having guys go to the NFL willy-nilly. So, Definitely not. Um, I assume that, uh, based on that, 
Larry Rose will be there all four years, and he will be the cornerstone of that offense. Mm-hmm. And so, but moving forward to Texas State's defense, do you think that they even have a chance to show up and stop them at home, the first home game in a, in, in a couple of weeks? I think they'll play better. I don't think they'll completely shut them out or anything. Um, I think Larry Rose is going to run all over them, to be honest with you. But I think in the passing game, New Mexico State has a converted wide receiver as their quarterback. He's a sophomore. His name is um, Andrew Allen, and he's he seems good. Uh, he's got pretty good stats. But I think Texas State can hold their own. I mean, I don't. I think holding their own for Texas State is giving them like 35 to 42 points, though. But I think that they'll do all right. And they played well the last time it was a rainy game on defense. It only gave up, what, 18 points to South Alabama. Definitely. So it, we'll see what happens. Um, they really have been a huge disappointment this year, especially David Mims. I haven't really seen him make any big plays. He's been getting burnt a lot. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> like Keesum said, water's wet and David Mims gets beat deep. So, I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, it's um, At least this season. Last season he, was, he killed it. He had five interceptions in seven games. Um, hence the uh, preseason some about Defensive Player of the Year. He has not played like that so far this season. The absence of Craig Maker has got to be something to do with it. Now he's got all the responsibility. Craig Maker was a beast last year. That's why he's in the NFL playing on the Chargers. But Also, David Mims is not, uh, was not covering the team's best receiver exactly. game in and game out uh, last year like he is this year. So, I mean, that could be attributing to the fact uh, why he hasn't produced like he did last year. Because, um, I mean – when you look at Brandon McDowell, he's doing kind of what – he hasn't had the the interceptions to show for it, but he's been playing very well in coverage uh, this season in his matchup. So, I mean, that might be kind of suspect to what David Mims was experiencing last season. Um, you mentioned uh, the defensive plays. They, Texas State, they still have – they don't have – they're the only team in the nation with no interceptions. It's starting to get ridiculous. Like, they got to eventually. Do you think that they will this They have a good game? chance this week. I mean, they have a converted wide receiver playing quarterback, not the most experienced quarterback. Could be a wet, wet, wet game, so you could see some balls slipping off people's hands in, in, the, uh, in the passing game. So they could get an interception. I'm not going to say they're going to since uh, they don't have the track record this year of getting interceptions, obviously. But they got a good shot this week. Um, they're at home. That would be a big, big crowd booster if they were able to do that. I'm sure a lot of people that know about that stat would be pretty excited to finally see the defensive backs making a, a big play for them. They really just haven't, haven't done, done what they were supposed to do this year in the in the secondary. They're still, still ranked right there at the bottom at. Or they're ninth right now in pass defense, giving up 259 yards a game, 18 touchdowns, the second most in the Sun Belt behind New Mexico State. So you could see a lot of passing touchdowns today to, or on Saturday too. But I think it'll just be a shootout. I can see the over-under right now is 73. I think that they, that will skyrocket. Let's, let's move to that over-under section. What do you think? Uh, are you going over-under on the 73 points that ESPN I'm going, posted? I'm going way over. I'm saying close to 100, honestly. So you think both teams are going to score 50? I think it'll be close to 100. I think it'll be like 95. I think it'll be like a 45-42 game or 49-41, maybe 48-38, something like that. I think it'll be very high scoring. Um, Robert Lowe, over 100 yards last season, or in uh, the matchup last season, he had 16 carries for 65 yards um, and two touchdowns. But in the last rainy game this season against South Alabama, he had 248. So – 
uh, over or under 100 yards for Robert Lowe? I think he goes way over 100 yards. He, they've been feeding him the rock like crazy. Um, he really loves to get the ball. He plays really well when he gets the ball a lot. He's had 50 carries over the last two weeks, and he's been doing well. He's been doing really well for the offense. Um, he's kind of helped out a lot since Tyler Jones hasn't been playing up to par the last couple of games. So Tyler or Robert Lowe has been a huge, huge factor for this what team. What ballpark are you thinking uh, yard-wise for Robert Lowe this I'd game? I'd say if it rains, I'm saying um, – Anywhere from like 175 to 2 220. If it doesn't rain, I would say anywhere from 125 to 175. Because of the fact you think the Texas State will throw the ball more if it doesn't rain. Yeah, I think so. And they'll let Tyler Jones go and do his thing. I think that they are going to let Tyler Jones get the ball a lot because I think they're seeing that he's struggling. And a lot of that is because he's just not getting the ball as much. Robert Lowe's been getting a ton of carries. I don't think they've passed more than they've ran in the last couple of games. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, Fran in the press conference on Tuesday. He mentioned that he felt in the past couple games that Tyler Jones has kind of been trying to do too much on certain plays um, just because of the fact that the offense as a unit hasn't been executing. The blocks haven't really been there from time to time. Um, the wide receivers are not getting open or whatever the case may be. Um, it's, he was saying that from case to case it seemed like there was something that they weren't executing right. And so – Tyler Jones, being Tyler Jones, he's trying to he tries to make up for those deficits and tries to do something spectacular, and that ends up biting him in the butt. Um, so I mean, he is struggling in the past couple games. We'll see if he uh, turns that around. Um, the last over under, um, the zero picks. What do you think? Are they gonna Are they finally gonna get one? This is the prediction time for interceptions. I'm gonna do it. I'm doing it this week. They're gonna get one. They're going to get one. one. Just one, but they're going to do it. Brandon McDowell is going to make a nice interception on the sidelines. you side think lines. it's going to be Brandon McDowell? I'm calling Brandon McDowell. I like him. I think he's the future of the secondary for Texas State. And I think he comes out and does that. Also does really well in punt returns. I think he has a nice return, not for a touchdown, but a solid maybe 40, 30-yard punt return. I like Brandon McDowell in this game. I think he's got a good shot to make some big plays. I'm going to go with you as well and go over. I think they will get a pick. And I'm going to do the unthinkable and say that it's going to be David Mims. Hey. David Mims is going to be the one to get the pick um, this game. So that's kind of bold. Uh, we're going to go on to bold predictions. Uh, I'm not going to use that as my bold prediction. But uh, for you, what's a bold prediction that you're going to go with uh, this game? Um, I'm going to say Tyler Jones gets back on track. I'm going to say he throws for about if – if it doesn't rain, I think he throws for over 300 yards and runs oh, wow. for over 100 yards. I think he has a great game this week, especially against this 125th ranked If it does defense. rain? If it does, if it does rain, I think he'll still have a good game, but more rushing yards than passing yards. I see he'll go over like 150 yards rushing and like 200 yards passing. I think he will figure out a way to get over 350 to 400 total yards. Total, okay. Um, my bold prediction, um, I said I wasn't going to – I'm not, I'm not going to use David Mims. So my bold prediction is going to be that Texas State will n not allow 30 points. Okay. I'm going to keep them to about 24, 24 to 28. It all starts to stop in Mr. Rose in the backfield. He's, he's their man. If they can just sell out on him and make this – Quarterback turn wide receiver or wide receiver turn quarterback beat them. I think that they got a shot of doing that. I think that. that'll be the that's the game plan. You have to stop Larry Rose. You're gonna load the box and try to have them beat. Especially if it's raining, that could be even more so a reason to load the box and make them try to beat you in the air. 
and uh, with David Mims' pick that I predicted, mm-hmm. um, I think Texas State will. And also, I mean, with raining raining games, you have a fumbling problem as well. Yeah, exactly. So there could be a lot. Of turnovers. I think Texas State gets some turnovers, um, gets the ball back to their offense, and I think for we're going to do a score prediction here, and I think that Texas State will win, I'm going to say 30 – I'm going to do pre- almost pretty similar to last year, 37. I'm going to say 37-28. Um, I think that this could be an interesting game for Texas State. I think it's going to go down to the wire a lot closer than people want it to be. I'm going to say Texas State wins 48-41, to 41, score a game-winning touchdown in the last drive when they're down 41 – or no, 41-41 yeah, to 41 last another drive. Prediction. And I think they'll win on a – Game-winning touchdown somewhat late, and then New Mexico State will have a chance for a couple Hail Marys and maybe a couple dumb plays, maybe like the Miami play against Duke. They'll attempt to do something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully the refs get it right a in this ba- A backyard play. Yeah, exactly. Start laddling everywhere. Work. Especially it would be funny in the rain, too. There would be a lot of slipping that'd be, and falling. That would be true. It will be, it'll that'd be, be interesting. That would be interesting to watch. I, I mean, but. hopefully – journalistically I don't really want it to go that way because then our job would be a lot harder but um, as a football fan I would love to see a good game like that Um, I think it'll be good but they just they got to play defense you can't win if you can't defend I mean it's just the facts of life defense wins championships that is the mantra that's the motto that everybody uses everybody uses I mean that's a football must defense wins championships and so, I mean, there's a reason why Texas State's 2-5. and five. It's because their defense sucks, yeah, honestly. They, they, they could get back on track this week, but still, they got to stop Mr. Rose back but there. This could be a week where Texas State turns it around. So, wrapping up the show, any final thoughts? Um, like you said, it could be a week where they turn it around, but it could also be a week where it goes to absolute disaster mode. Because if they lose this week, oh, my God, they're a 16-point favorite. This is one of the worst defenses in the, in the country, let alone just the Sun Belt. So, I – they got to win this week. It's an absolute must win. If they don't win, it's going to be real awkward at practice next week. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, my final thought, um, it's going to – they have to win this game. Um, they have to win the next three games, in my opinion, in order to make their dreams come true of getting a bowl game. I think if they lose this game – uh, they're not going to go to a bowl game this year. I don't even think they'll be bowl eligible this year if they lose this game. They should win. They should win. They need to win out to get the bowl eligible thing. Beat Arkansas State at the end of the season would be huge because they got four winnable games coming up. They could Definitely. win all four. But we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. So for Matt Gervitz, I'm Paul Livingood. <laughs> see you next time.